All right. Well, hi, everyone. We got to introduce ourselves. Do we? Yeah, we got to do it. Like, we only do it probably on like 50% of these things. Really? I feel probably. like we've been doing it lately. The ones that we do do it on are like a, a lot of them, too. We like backstab it are at the Are you sure end. you don't just like fucking cut it out? Maybe I do. I might. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> because I, cut yeah. it out. Cut it out. Cut I, it out. It'd be Nick funny is, if we like Nick didn't is doing uh, visual comedy right now. He's doing the classic. I don't uh, know if I call it comedy. Wait, what's her? Yeah, I, nothing name? from Stephanie. Full House is comedy. That's from <laughs> Full House. Yeah. Yeah. What you didn't know? I never watched that show. That's what. Uh, or not Stephanie. That's what fucking. I like never watched that Michelle. Michelle. The no, little no, no, ass no. kid. No, no, the kid, the guy, the toddler. Does it. The, no, the the uncle. What's his fucking? Not Jesse. The one who. The one who the, got the blown woman. by Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Alanis Morissette wrote the song for. Dave Coulier from Michigan. Uncle yeah. mm-hmm. Joey? Oh, Uncle Joey. He did cut yeah. it out. He Because he's the comedian. Michelle so he's does the cut one it out who's too. able to come up with stuff like that. Brilliant. Really she, brilliant yeah. material. She Bob Saget is also a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not in the show. In, in the context of the show. The oh, character. that's right. Isn't he like a prop comic or something? Yeah, he's like a puppeteer for like cool. a children's show. The great thing is Dave Coulier <laughs> has actually performed comedy in my hometown of Romeo. I okay. That's that's so he's There's the, a comedy club in your town? No, there's just a bar. He performed comedy there. That's wild. Yeah. He just so. Man, how the mighty have fallen. I the think, mighty, yeah. Yeah. Well I'm saying he was hooking up with Alanis Morissette in a movie theater at one point. Saw it in books, I read it on tape. All right, I'm Kevin. Hello, folks. There Nick. we go, and I'm Dustin. Nick. All right, and that's us, and that's our voices. Someone on the subreddit said that they'll never uh, learn our names, and I, I support them in that. And I mean, it, that's how I always feel when I first start listening to a podcast, where yeah. I'm just like, I'll Which never know who you? these people are. Oh, I always pick it up eventually. I yeah, hope then, they, uh, yeah, then you figure it out. I just hope that they can at least uh, tell that it's three different guys, so it doesn't just sound like one person having like, uh, like a weird monologue. Okay. I've I've had podcasts like that where like there's there's one where it was like I found out it was like five guys I had no idea how many guys were on this podcast you know it was like I thought it was three that's I how swear. I felt about Grubstakers where I was like <laughs> everyone yeah. sounds <laughs> yeah I like Grubstakers but that I was a problem for a while true. for me a, you start a to couple learn. of them a couple of them have very monotonous. Isn't that Yogi? Yogi Polywall is on that, right? That's the one that's the most... That's the first one that I he's learned because he's the unique. most distinct... No, yeah. Him, he uh, has voice. the most distinct voice. The yeah. other one's kind of all... And I his still laugh. Don't know. His and laugh I still don't know how many people are on that show. <laughs> I don't either. That's I don't. I know example. him and I know that there are others. <laughs> there's, I think there's four, but one guy like barely talks. Gotcha. There's three of us, folks. I would like to plug wondering. a fucking podcast that oh, I, I did just picked up on. What? I would like to plug a podcast. Yes. Uh, it is the Five Four podcasts, and it's all about the Supreme Court being dog shit. And one of them is a prominent uh, Twitter user, uh, Lawboy Esquire. And you pitched it as uh, as as four like leftist it's, lawyers. It's three talk, lawyers shitting on the Supreme Court, talking about how the Supreme Court is total horseshit. So shit. that immediately made me be like, "Oh, that sounds good." Yeah, it's awesome. I, you know, I can't. I'm not officially endorsing this. I have not listened to it yet. I might hate it. I already binged, binged like six episodes. So yeah, no, I'm sure it's great. Uh, so, guys, it's another episode of Trash Delivery. Uh-huh. We're still here, doing the rounds. Setting the trash on fire now. Throwing the compactor, making it into cubes. And then setting it on fire and throwing it in the window of yeah. a Wendy's. <laughs> yep. 
What I don't even remember what the last we fucking talked about. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm not. I have at some point. I'll do a. Maybe just right now. Go right into it about the. I went to the tribunal thing. Right, right, right. We could right. just talk about. I've so, already heard all this. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, I went to the tribunal, which I don't know whether I was just completely wrong about what it was supposed to be, or whether like I, I swear the first article I read about it. But you might want to assume our listeners have not listened to the previous episode and don't yeah. know what this tribunal is you're talking about. You know what? I think so, actually. But I am going to take a drink of water because I can hear my own mouth noises and it's freaking me out so yeah, you got high mouth god damn yeah dab mouth <laughs> fried mouth the guy who it's, it's not good for the podcast that the guy who owns the board that i borrow uh has dabs you know and it's hard it's really hard for me to resist I, sometimes i do say you know what not today we're doing a sober oh you did a dab before yeah, I did this a dab, yes is that why you were a half hour late he wasn't a half no, hour no, no. late oh well i guess he was no, that sure. was because Jordan didn't get off work until seven ten. So, yep, I have an excuse. All right, so we can get to your tribunal. Yeah. Okay. Um, Put it in context. So, if anyone's been listening, uh, or if anyone has not been listening, it the la- I've I've been going to the, these Detroit protests and stuff, and it's developed to a point where there were a few days of police brutality, like six days or so that led up to then like a strange truce between between police and the protesters where there was a you know curfew that was enforced you know obviously to uh suppress and give an excuse to like brutalize the the protests and uh as the protesters became more organized and for like whatever other reasons they like probably just i don't I, my theory to exhaust the protesters rather than just confront them because they or just continue to use their toys and shit against protesters. Now they're just trying to hope they get bored or whatever. But at any rate, there was it's there was a tribunal, uh, which I thought was a meeting with the mayor or something. I, I got confused with the article I read, but it ended up just being basically a uh, documentation and like a press conference for those first six initial days of violence. Uh, and man, I'm guilty of it myself a little bit on this podcast, uh, like saying, oh, it's not as bad here or whatever. Cause just in the scope, you know, of other, what's going on in other cities, but I was not fully aware of some of the shit that the DPD was doing and it's really bad. Like, I mean, the, they, they, they had speakers come up and I'll put a lot of speakers in this episode. Uh, and also, I'll probably just release as like a bonus thing the entire thing because I recorded it and just listen to it if you want because that's probably the best way to get it. Mm. It's hard to choose what you know, a lot of it because a lot of it was like powerful testimonials about well one that sticks with me is a girl who was talking about her girlfriend getting hit like they were like in in front you know the riot police were in front of them and they were being told to leave and they they turned to like go run away because they saw they were getting tear gas canisters and then her girlfriend was shot in the back of the head with a tear gas canister and was just like, you know, cracked skull, like laying on the ground, completely unconscious. Like two strangers came up and uh, started chatting. Well, you know what? I'll just put, I'll put the clip here. The second we went to turn and run is when they shot her in the back of the head. She was turning around to leave and they shot her. Turning around to run. She fell to the ground and two other completely random protesters helped me pick her up. 
unconscious and drag her away. I still don't know who they are, but thank you so fucking much. I also want to preface and say that we could not stop. They were chasing us. We were dragging her. We were carrying her. She, her eyes were fluttering. I, it was about a few minutes at least before she was actually conscious and able to walk again. Nadia tried to stop and sit momentarily, and other protesters yelled at us, saying, they are chasing us, run. Eventually, we made it to a dumpster by Times Square and Grand View. This is how far we had to walk back from our car. From there to Second and Selden, that's two fucking miles. That's two miles, that's 45 minutes of walking, that's 45 minutes of bleeding. That's however long we had to drive to the hospital in the car. They were lined up around, kind of outside of the dumpster where we were holding her. Other protesters were surrounding us. There couldn't have been more than eight of us. And they were screaming, this girl is going to die. She's bleeding from her head, we need a medic. And they slammed against their shields and said, send her over as if to what, insinuate they're gonna finish the job? To be frank, it was fucked up. I think that covers most of the night. She was in the hospital for two and a half days. She had a hematoma or a brain bleed, two skull fractures, and nine stitches. I literally saw her brain. It's pretty pretty harrowing stuff. Yeah. Did she recover? She, well, probably I, not I don't know. Yet. I it's don't know. Been a couple of weeks. She didn't in the enter her portion by saying, "And she's okay now." I don't know. Maybe she is. That one was one of the most like brutal, just injury one there. But there was a lot of, of course, there was also a lot of people that didn't uh make testimony um they kept saying that which i'm sure is because there was like weird they said that there was sexual assault going on and stuff too and uh no no one made testimonial of that and like that makes sense that those would be the, some of the most uh there's really dark stuff i don't want to like fuck it is bad i should say it. like i don't want to say i don't want to drag this down too much but it really just gets like fucking grim and you know we can't even make a joke about it make a joke about the girl who showed up uh, or one of the people described seeing a girl that was getting arrested loaded into the van with no pants on and, like, one shoe. And, like, you know, what the fuck happened there? Uh, so, we're, yeah. Um, another thing about the, the uh, crackdown is that I was not aware of all of exactly the extent to which they were using their toys. I'd heard stories of the rubber, rubber bullets. And then, you know, I heard a lot of people describe like you know seeing people get like on the ground praying or whatever like getting a woman getting shot with a a rubber bullet or like a tear gas canister and stuff lots of that but then there was also a apparently they rolled out the the tanks with the sound cannons on them Mm -hmm. and they started it like blasts your inner ear you know it makes all your inner ear hairs like go fucking crazy and and uh and they described the sound as like coming from inside your head and uh sounds like a video game weapon what started as just a request to disperse turned into uh the use of a a long-range acoustic device an lrad or a sound cannon um which they uh they turned on us we were we were standing in a circle we had nowhere to go um but still they started blasting us with this high-pitched frequency and it sounds like it's coming from everywhere it kind of makes you crazy you worry you're like you worry you're gonna lose your hearing. You you're just you're just undergoing pain, and you know you typically think that the point of that is to get people to run to disperse, but there was nowhere to go. 
So in this instance, to me, it seemed like the only reason to do that was to inflict fear and pain. Oh, and also there was a lot of, of the police, like, oh my God, I gotta drink more water. It's ridiculous. This injustice is making me thirsty. Yeah, you're a real cottonmouth king. Oh. There's also a lot of just the cops, like, being obnoxious little shits, like, calling people pussies and stuff, and, you know, kicking them on the ground and being like, you know, being like, you shouldn't have come here, bitch. You shouldn't have come to the city. And, like, cops, of course, because they can't, none of, they have this, like, complex where they, they've all decided it's all outside agitators. So every single person they would interrogate about, like, not being from the city and people that actually, like, could provide their ID and show them, like, the police were like, no, fuck you. You're not from the city. Like, no one wanted, you know, they, did, they love that fantasy. That's what they all, I guess. Well, it's a way to otherize them and turn, them in, turn it into a, turn into foreign combatants and you can treat them however you want. Yeah, there you go. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's because they got a military mindset. Yeah, Fucking with marching down the streets with their sound cannons and banging their shields, and they all all the the people in Detroit will breathe and all the groups like that spoke they call uh, police chief Craig Hollywood Craig, which I like, you know. So you did not get to pass sentence on anyone or summarily execute Mayor Mike Duggan. Unfortunately, no. I think that's why he didn't show up because he was there a guillotine. There were there were people with like uh, AR sixteens or whatever they're called. Uh, but those were like not. I don't know that they're not super. You know, a lot of these protests have like fringe people that show up with their rifle and they're like, J "Don't worry about me. I'm just gonna open carry this." And you're like, "All right, cool. I'm glad. Uh, cool, man." Is this good, an open good, carry good. state? Yeah, yeah, it is. There's been. Have you not seen any of? of I just, them? I just didn't know well, if it they wasn't. Were, then wouldn't all those people people who... open carrying places all the time where it's against the law? I've seen it. Okay. I will make if. I've been assuming it was based on how many no, people were doing Michigan it. No, I believe Michigan is an open carry state. Because there was like one group that showed up, like a right-wing militia one day, and then the next day there was like a group called the Love Militia that showed up to counter that militia march with the protesters. So there's been like weird militia activity. Also, when I showed up at this thing, there was like an eerie group of like, like 50 or 60 bikers, which I tried to, you know, zoom in on them with my eyes and... Now, I don't think any of them had any had a darker complexion at all. I think they were all definitely leather vested white guys, uh, white bikers, and they were all like talking to the police, all congregated like right next to the like a parking lot with like filled with police cruisers. So I don't know what that was. Where they just showed up thinking this was like a thing where they'd be like, "Hey, we got your back," or "We're gonna we're gonna rough them up," and then. Maybe the cops told them to fuck off. I think they did, honestly. I don't. Yeah, I think the cops basically were like, "Hey, you don't, you, we don't need you here." Yeah. Well, see, they're not all bad. <laughs> they're like, not today. No, we, this we got it. We can handle like anything that happens today. These they, are a bunch of fucking crusty white kids from the suburbs. We're we'll, <laughs> fine. That's the thing. The cops would never like. That's just that taking the fun away from them. You know, they don't need to outsource like that. They're not. They're not actually afraid of of these protesters in any way. So. Mm -hmm. Why would you base why would you ruin your own fun? Good point. Yeah. Uh and they menaced us with the helicopter, of course, because you know, they they have it, so Yeah. You might as well just do a few swoop buys. I mean if I had a helicopter low. I'd probably fly it around. You'd probably menace people with it? Yeah, every chance I got. <laughs> it's effective. Mm -hmm. It's not actually a crime on the books, so you'd be fine. Yeah. Menacing with your helicopter? No, they haven't made it a crime. Hasn't happened enough, but 
You could, it could be named after you. All right. So another thing also in a completely unrelated note, because, well, I'm try- let me think if I have anything else to say about that because, you know, I don't want to make the whole thing. Well, the, the, I'll just say they're going to keep marching. This is like the Detroit things. One thing that I took away from it, cap it all off, is that it's definitely like there was a good amount of people there, probably like a thousand and it went on for a long time, so by the end there was only like 300. But the, for, for a while, for the first like few hours, it was completely packed and, uh, you know, not compl- It was well attended for basically fun, like essentially a meeting. Yeah. Just like... Uh, Just in Hart Plaza? Yeah, in Hart Plaza. That's what it kind of functioned as was like a meeting also too. It was like a press conference slash meeting, but it was also the first day since the marches that they haven't marched. Uh, so. And it was like 100 fucking degrees out. Yeah. Right, that's another thing that contributed to turnout, probably. Or I wonder if people, more people would have been there. Were there more or less people than Trump's Tulsa rally? <laughs> less, right? Yeah, probably, yes. Probably less, but... Uh, but they, Got they, him. <laughs> Got him. Got who? Trump. Oh, yeah. That, you know, we got the... We got the dunking tribunal. all over that We're dunked that on the tribunal. Yeah, I mean, earlier, Dustin was drinking water with one hand. So drinking water. Oh right, Trump can't do that. Look at yeah. he's doing it right now. Just show off over here. Just. And it's a big ass jug too, so it shows that my hands are also large. So yeah. you know that really will make Trump yeah, he, start sweating. Good call. Yeah. Small hands needs two hands to drink who, water. Who was it, it that back. he went after in the debates in the 2016 primary? Uh, he went after someone for having small hands. Trump it, did. Yeah, was it Rubio? I don't know. No, Trump go after. I don't think he did. He. He was on, during one of the debates, he was straight up said someone had a little dick, basically. Oh, a little dick, yeah. No, I, He was th- like, you know what little hands means? No, well, there was one time in which he asserted well, that... Well, didn't he the, say, like, I don't yeah. have small hands, said, I have don't normal worry, hands? no problem there. No, about his dick. He was like, there's, trust me, there's no problem there. It's about, yeah, about uh, his dick. Cool. People said, because there was like a joke going around that, like, you know what, you have little hands, you have a little dick. And he was like talking about his own hands. How they're not little and about his His hands are penis. quite small for he was his like, frame. No worries, folks. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? <laughs> and he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. What do you got there? Some kind of fancy IPA? A little pineapple in there? A pear or something? It's one of those ones with uh, like a picture of a hop being like lusciously squeezed on the front. You know, juice is coming out of it. Ew. <laughs> one of those real nasty ones. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, let me... I never even... You're right. It is real scattered. You're right. It's, I didn't you get say Guilty anything. as charged. I did a dab, folks. I'm not blaming you for anything. I, I, you know, I, frankly, it's we put an undue burden on you to uh, or do everything with the show. So okay, is that I where agree. the conversation? Yeah, I went? agree. Okay, good. Well, because ideally, one of the two of us, or preferably both of us, would just kick into high gear and just start fucking riffing or like having shit to say. Yeah, but as I told, but me, I came here with an em- just a zen-like empty head. Yeah, I have committed to. Uh, having fewer opinions, having, as few right. opinions as, as few possible. As few opinions as possible, and also as paying attention to as few other people's opinions as possible. Mm-hmm. I've, I, mean, I deactivated my Twitter again. It's not coming back. It's going to disappear. It's no, gonna, Kevin. It's going to delete We're not going to get any more Whopper photo series? No, I had an impossible Whopper today. It wasn't as good as the other one. It was Weird. still pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kevin's just at home reading the Tao Te Ching. You know, I think it Am will I? be better for the pod the if I'm the only online guy. Oh, yeah. I'm the that's like that's going to almost become the a, an element of the podcast that I'm the only online guy. Well, Nick's online. He's just a lurker. You're online. You just hate it. You every moment is screeching. I was having a good you. time with. Am I the asshole today? But. There we go. Yeah. See, do you go to the right corners? It's just different different rooms. The yeah, internet. Nick loves Pornhub. I don't actually. It's grossing me out. I'm gonna. I gotta stop jerking off. Yeah, it's no good. I mean, to be just for like, I need to take a break. If I do it every day, I like. At first, I'm like, all right. Well, it would like you know, jerking off feels good, so I'm gonna do that now. It's not like I gotta go to work or do anything else. And then I'll go to Pornhub, and I'm immediately like disgusted. On that, like, but then if I spend five or ten minutes there, then it's like, okay, now I'm all right. We're going now, but we just have to change gears in your mind. I'm just not that horny right now. We got to get you looking at the starlets, like Kevin. You know, yeah. you refuse. Starlet to, is such a weird word. You, ref- I don't yeah. like it. I jerk <laughs> off to the stars. Thank you. Yeah, starlet sounds like nymphette or something. It, it sounds sure does, young. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was obvious from the, long- from the era that that term is from. Yeah, I don't. I'll tell you, that wasn't even really a concealed truth. As long as January Jones has an Instagram account, I do not need porn. Damn, I saw a couple. She's she's. I saw one today, and I saw one the other day. You hadn't liked it yet, but I knew what was coming. She's been on a hot streak. Did I like that one? You probably saw my like on that one. I don't know. She had them out. Yeah, I got a couple couple friends who also appreciate. Got it. uh, Got it. The uh, assets, her assets. Yeah, Emma Frost. Yeah, she's got a. She's got great taste in bikinis. I don't agree with that. Oh, well. You, you, I don't, you probably don't like that style. No, not really. Like, she was wearing that one today with the fringe on it. I'm not crazy yeah. about that. I like the sailor one. It's like little kid shit. I like the vintage stuff. Okay. She was on Mad Men. Probably rubs, rubs off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're probably rubbing off. I did, yeah, I haven't. I mean, <laughs> I actually haven't rubbed off in a little bit. Like I said, I'm trying to... Save it up? Well, no, no. Live a sin-free lifestyle. Yeah, I'm trying. I should just become a full-on ascetic. Yeah, I might. Well, I might try to like. You gonna give up Coca-Cola? No, not, not like that kind of ascetic. I mean, that's what an ascetic is. Yeah. To somebody who like deb- denies themselves all the pleasures well, well, of life. You're right. Yeah, and if anything, I, it's I, just I don't want to become pleasure. a full-on ascetic, but it's Coca-Cola products. Uh, pretty, uh, you know, seventy-five percent ascetic. You just want to stop touching yourself, abusing yourself. No, I don't. I don't get so. I don't get so. Uh, um, what well, are you? Are you? Wait, are we? I, I was looking at my notes again. Are you going no fap? What's going no, on? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not all in my head. That's what over it me. sounded like for a minute there. No. All sell to no fap. No, 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 no. I, I mean, mean I, they. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. No, nah. well, yeah, that's how. That's where school shooters come from. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the recipe. Oh, if you, if the school shootings are not funny. That fucking subreddit, funny. <laughs> oh, did you see? I don't know if this is really a thing. I didn't read it, but like, apparently the FBI is like watching all the Twitter video <laughs> and photos of uh, of. Was that a laugh or a sneeze? What's going on here? I I thought the sentence was just ending with FBI was watching all the Twitter. <laughs> oh no, that'd be good. That's a good tweet, actually. That's a good. That's a good Biden. Today I learned. Moment. I was today years old when I learned that FBI is watching all the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, apparently they like watching all the protest Twitter stuff and like sending 
information to the local police stations about the people at the protests. I don't know. Right. I'm sure. I mean, why wouldn't right? Why wouldn't they be? I mean, that's yeah, the double-edged sword of uh, of social media's political uh, impact. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's public. It's access accessible to everybody. I sincerely doubt anyone is in trouble though, unless they're like on camera, like breaking a cop car window, throwing something on fire, or throwing a firecracker. Right. So, I mean, that's what they're looking like. That. I don't remember whether it was Michigan or whether it was just a random story I saw, but it was like there was a photo of a like woman throwing a burning, you know, like a Molotov cocktail, I guess, and uh, it was about how like the FBI like used. Instagram and you know social media whatever yeah yeah her t-shirt and her tattoos and stuff right yeah that's the other thing if you're out protesting cover your tattoos that's the first yeah when I saw that picture I was like damn yeah do not have your tattoos exposed because those make you extremely easy to identify yeah might as well just sign your name on yourself she might as well sign that Molotov cocktail (laughs) yeah uh, I just got an idea for a murder mystery about a rabbi uh, it's called the Michigas in Michigan. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Is there more? <laughs> no, that's just the that's that's the that's you know I gotta work out from there. Starts yeah. with the seed. Oh, though. that sounds like the ball's already really rolling. Yeah, I think I can make this a whole like mm-hmm. like a you know detect- Miss Marple series about sure, a yeah, rabbi slash detective. Just plant that baby and water it. You got baby out. Oh, you're you little turd. You fucking turd. <laughs> Oh, did you see they murdered that guy in uh, in, in Israel uh, on his way to uh, pick up his sister to take her to her wedding? Who? Just some random oh, fucking just... guy, some like twenty-five-year-old Palestinian guy, was approaching a, a checkpoint mm. to go get his sister, who was getting her hair done and shit, for her fucking wedding. And well, the co- the 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 initial tweet that I saw, well, they were responding to it. The IDF or whatever the fuck, the Israeli authorities called him and said that he was a terrorist, and then he was trying to he was doing attempting to crash his car into them, and they lit him up and killed him. And then his cousin and his family were like, um, actually, he was there. He would have no reason to be doing that because he was going to get. His sister to bring her to her fucking wedding. I don't know why would uh why would they lie? Because they no. killed a guy for no fucking exactly. reason. I mean, I was just like, it's fucking. Well, not no reason. So they killed him because he's Palestinian. The fucking. I mean, they they they. Not to immediately like change subjects, but it's like the same shit where the um the cops like recently killed that eighteen year old security guard mm-hmm. uh in fucking cold blood and just they their story being that he like flashed a gun for no reason and pointed it at them and then ran away right which you know of course everyone that's what does. I, that's common sense yeah just let the cops know if you let if you let the cops know you have a gun by they back they don't by pointing it at them mm-hmm. they or just tell them you got it in the car and it's a registered firearm. Yeah, they, they Flan- love to hear that Flano too. Castile style. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, great, great, cool, cool, cool. It's, yeah, Shit, it's you can even be, your your wife or girlfriend could even be recording the whole thing live to Facebook. Jesus and they'll Christ. still fucking shoot you. And the other detail of that 18-year-old security guard story uh, where they destroyed every fucking security camera in the area. Right. And then stole the hard drive. Uh, you, you know, with all the footage actually on it, which is just hilarious cop logic to me, where they're, like, worried that the footage is somehow, like, magically stored 
in the camera. They're like, we got to destroy the thing that caught us. Like, they're mad at the security card, their security camera. They're just, just, mm-hmm. just hit it. It's a, it's a problem. Oh, this caught me on camera. Just, just. And then they were like, probably later, we're after destroyed all the cameras. We're like, oh, though we got to go get the footage well probably somebody official at the police department told them you gotta go <laughs> seriously you like the we're... head of uh internal uh internal affairs was like oh no 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 you that didn't do it you got to go back and get the hard drives <laughs> like yeah we murdered a kid but don't worry we uh we broke we destroyed all those cameras so wasn't this in los angeles what accent are you doing <laughs> just dumb are you copy. being a himbo right yeah. now <laughs> just oaf oafish cop uh accent uh well, yeah, and then they had to, and then they got that. They just ripped it out, and then like got a retroactively got a warrant. But. Yeah, cool shit, man. Great world. Uh, the officials, the the protectors of capital, just uh, also get bored and just murder people sometimes too. Mm-hmm. They have dual because it's boring, just like protecting capital and making sure that people don't like rob the bank or whatever. You know, or break windows. Sometimes they got to start breaking the windows themselves so they can stop the windows from being broken. And then they feel like... Right. Yeah. They break the windows to get more people to break windows Which they can so stop. they can arrest those people mm-hmm. because they were almost certainly going to break even more windows down the line. Yeah. Well, they're window breakers. I mean, what more evidence do you need than the fact that they... Yeah, broke break. windows. Yeah. And that must be in their nature, so... Community policing, as we know today went national in 1994 when Joe Biden's crime bill became federal policy. The Detroit Police Department in the five years after that bill became law from 1995 to 2000 killed more black people than at any time in its history, resulting in a consent decree with the federal government that had only emerged from as bankruptcy loom. When Chief Craig was hired in 2013, his task was to implement community policing reforms as if the city had not been living under them for 40 years. Included in that task was an infamous raid on the Colony Arms Apartments on Jefferson, during which the police, mainly for outstanding warrants for traffic tickets, arrested 33 people. Um, I was arrested with 40 on June 1st, Monday night. The Colony Arms raid was considered a rousing early success in the implementation of community policing in Detroit after the bankruptcy. Um, most, most of those people were arrested for having warrants for outstanding traffic fines and tickets. So that gives you a sense again of what this is all about. That is the problem with community policing. It maintains and enforces existing hierarchies of inequality, as policing has always done. The, the one thing about the Detroit Tribunal thing from earlier just is that it is effectively, I, the movement is pretty uh, definitely anti-capitalist now. Like it's not, that's not at all something that is uh, just on the fringes or just mentioned sometimes. It's like a main right. thrust of of the most charismatic and like most featured speakers, they always get to that. Like it's an element that's touched upon in a, in a way that's not just, not even just touching upon it, but like describing the police and, and their purpose as protecting capital, protecting the rich. Uh, and they literally, you know, call out like the corrupt capitalist system and how, uh, and also another great thing about the tribunal was the, they had they opened it with this uh, professor guy who knew specifically like the Detroit, like, police history and he laid that out mm-hmm. and that was really good so fuck i don't even know where i was going with this god damn it i cannot dab anymore i don't know i was just talking to kevin about how <clears throat> every time i 
and I don't listen to it often, but like if I'm in my car, sometimes I'll put on the local NPR affiliate, um, and they're having a discussion about where do we go from here, right? Like, how do we make it so that this is different from every other time that we try to get police to stop murdering fucking black and brown people? Yeah. Um, and the solutions are always, like, vague. And if they're not vague, it's, like, more black cops, more black, you know, like, more... that are actually proposed solutions? More, like, like diverse, more diversity in... The structures of power. Luckily, though, that's not an element, at least from anyone making demands. I. It seems to be that people are firmly on the defund the police beat. They're on the like. I mean, one other. Well, I keep turning it on, hoping they're going to be like, well, not tonight. We have on so and so who's going to tell explain to us what defunding the police looks like. Yeah. Which I'm sure they maybe they have. They probably have, and I just haven't heard it. But like, ugh. yeah, they. They still want to do the whole hire more women drone pilots or right. you know right thing, but that has like lost its steam at least with people on the ground. I think because I people were more easily fooled by that. I think in the past, and it's been going on for so long, and we've seen diversity in positions of power now for like it's you know it, it exists now mm-hmm. and, and kind of across the board in a way. Uh, it's of course not you know it's not perfectly re- it's not representative yet, but it in it. it we, it's just been seen how little that changes. You know, you, I mean, Obama's the big, huge, perfect example, like the main elephant in the room, you know? Uh, yeah, but, but I'd say a lot of people don't think Obama's bad though. Yeah. But, but I guess I'm just talking about the people that are actually involved in protests. Like that used, I, I used to see, you know, you'd see like uh because at this, th- at this tribunal too, they, a, a big thing they were all the speakers talked about was how reform is not an option. Like reform, and a really great point too that they made was how if the, the Detroit Police Department is held up as actually like an amazing example of reform and reformed police and police that are more representative of their community being like 66% black and... Uh, and then they're still cracking people's skulls with tear gas canisters and fucking f- sexually assaulting... Yeah, people putting people in, in, in cars in a 95-degree day with the heat blasting on uh, and leaving them in there for two hours. And, yeah, of course, just – if, if this is an example of a reformed police force that is more representative of its community, it's, it's a piss-poor example. And the institution obviously has to fucking get thrown out the window. Right. So, I mean, you're right. that uh, The NPR crowd, of course – I mean, I'm not sitting around listening to it all day long, taking notes on what they're reporting on. So I don't, I can't really speak to that. There was at least, I didn't read the article, so maybe it was horseshit, but there was a New York Times article I saw that was like, said, it was supposed, supposedly detailing defunding the police as like an actual proposal, like mm-hmm. an op-ed about how okay. uh, this is what it would look like. Maybe, maybe they, uh, did you see the one I'm where sure that- it sucked in its own way, but. Did you see the one that was about the study done on how cops spend their time? And like in they it was like a half a dozen cities, prominent cities around the country. Uh and the and de- like responding to violent crime was like less than 2% in every single one of those cities. I remember reading a uh, Reddit comment on like 
our public freakouts, uh, an a, a unfortunate haunt of mine, but where it was on, because they've become increasingly the comment sections in general on there actually are like, fuck the police, here's why, and like they all list, they, they used to just be the, the word, like generally right wing, but one comment I remember reading was from a guy describing how his friend who became a police officer and him doing a, like, what is it called, a ride-along with him that night. Just like, hey, buddy, I'll show you what I do. And him being struck by how it was 90, like, 5% him just driving around bored out of his mind, like, literally looking for shit to do and listening to the police scanner. I read a thing about this. Yeah, in the moment. Or some, it might have been a totally different yeah, guy. I'm sure this is how it goes anywhere. Right. Like, you, the moment that anything would happen, he would immediately rush towards it, turn on his sirens, or his, you know, flashers or whatever, and zoom to it, and he'd show up, and all the cops from the area had showed up, and it'd be like a traffic stop or whatever. It's just something happening at a gas station. But that's how you end up with these scenarios with like five police cars, and of course, five police cars, police cars is inherently escalating, and and you've got more dipshits to do more stupid shit that escalates, and of course, once more one guns, cop, more guns on yeah. the scene. Oh, I I mean, the, like the, the when my house burned down. There, the there are cops there for no reason. There's nothing that they I gotta cop- show up. They love like, it. They're, yeah, they're like the, this is the show, man. Three cops, three cop cars are there uh, to just uh, watch my house burn down. Yeah, you're the fire the night. While the fire department actually put the fire out, and all the cops did do was escalate the situation between me and my dad, and almost arrested me. So they were probably sad they didn't get an opportunity to shoot your dog. Yeah. Well, they 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 were like, don't even go. You know, I wanted to go get my dog, rescue my dog from the backyard, and they were like, no. They were just kind of just there, uh, with, you know, a bunch of fucking beefcake dipshits with their mustaches, Mm -hmm. just sitting around, shooting the shit, probably laughing at my dad for being a drunk who burned his house down. I'm sure the shit that they were saying, that the police were saying at the protest, like literally like mocking people's weight and telling them like, as they're like brutalizing people and just literally being like, should you lose some weight, shouldn't you? And like, yeah, they're the fucking biggest scumbags. Yeah. And... Uh, the like ratcheting effect of their violence too, where like because no police officer can ever call out any other police officer for anything they've ever done or like that they're doing in the moment. Like the moment one police officer escalates it, it's up there now because all the other police officers have to support his decision. And how you went? Yeah, it's a brotherhood. It really is. Yeah. That's why we have to make it a sisterhood mm-hmm. of the traveling pants. Mm-hmm. They'll have to share the same pair of pants. Is that what that movie's about? I don't know. So they don't, there's only they one pair? They choose to share the... the, share the, it's the they mm-hmm. you know, swap it around. But they don't have any others? No, they, they all have other pants. Yeah, okay. there's just one special pair of pants. Are they magical ma- pants? Yeah. Can it talk? <sighs> there's no... It's, it's more down to earth than that, right? I don't know. They just draw on it with markers or something. It's, or they just have memories associated with it. It's not like it, a right? magic... It doesn't talk. Yeah, no. That's got to be the movie. They each have mem- Or does the... It's just a multi-character narrative where we travel from each... It's about it's, it's about girls doing... Being girl... Being... Yeah, it's, it's girls rock. You yeah. know, I've never known what that... Never known. My whole life, I've wondered. I, I'm also... Fan- it's one of the questions that fascinates me the most is what women are really like. But oh, I was going to say what, know. what Sisterhood of the... Traveling Pants is actually about. Oh, we should do that one too. Yeah. Yeah. We should do an episode just about that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Let's all watch it. Yeah. We never done one of those. That's not happening. Come on, guys. I'm not watching it. We're just like, God. I mean, that'd be a pretty easy conceit to to watch a movie and then talk about it because that's a thing that I could take you to. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's like that you're like genuinely actually qualified to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, by your own self-education. I mean, what you didn't you go to film school too? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I mean, he's got the bona fides. It's literally the only thing it is good for. Your degree is in screenwriting or no? My degree, my sub-concentration is in screenwriting. My degree is called Screen Arts and Cultures because my alma mater is fucking high on its own supply and couldn't just call it film. <laughs> it's called what? Screen Arts and Cultures. We called it colloquially SAC. Wait, is that I was a SAC major. <laughs> He's a real SAC boy. <laughs> Because your alma mater was sniffing its own sack. Yeah, well, now they have changed it to film, which is what it should be. I almost didn't go there because when I was looking at the list of majors, I was like, where's the fucking film department? And I was like, oh, it's under screen. It was because they're trying to broaden it so it's not just about film, but it's like... Do you think it would to be about like TV and crap well, did, like that? I did take a video games oh, class. They're like being like weird, unnecessary pedants about their own shit. Yes, where well, they were that, like, oh, but it's not technically... All film. Oh, and you know, everything's cool. going digital these days, too. Oh, you want to hear a funny thing? Speaking of, of people who are just, like, getting caught up in, like, uh, like the bad kind of pedantry, uh, like, my one of my friends, her mom is a, she does uh, volunteer work for the Democratic Party. Like, she's been doing it forever. Uh, so she's, she she's in, lives in Romeo. So this is North Macomb County. This is one of the more conservative areas of Metro Detroit. It's yeah. also like a hugely influential area in terms of like which way the elections go. Um, cause this is, this is where all the white suburbanites live around here, basically like the, the, the middle class ones. Um, and, uh, uh, so she was, went to her first meeting for like the Joe Biden campaign. Uh, well, it was like a zoom call. Uh, and of course all the volunteers are like a bunch of like, you know, women in their 60s, you know, white women in their 60s. Uh, and uh, the leader of the campaign is some, like, you know, late 20s valley girl type, from, with, you know, from Berkeley, uh, who's, like, giving them a script to, to, uh, to read. And the script uh, is, is, like, all about uh, George Floyd and the coronavirus. And this is, uh, and uh, just, it's just very fun. It just shows how they get caught up in, um, uh, like, trying to always feel like they're uh, doing the right thing and covering all their bases, you know, and being, like, uh, considerate, even though, like... Like, as a campaign, even though Biden isn't doing shit or Yeah, even though, like, this is not a focus of the Biden campaign, and the people you're calling are old white people in northern Macomb County. These are two hot-button issues that you don't want to make them think about. You should just be like, hey, Joe Biden, you don't like Trump, right? But no, they're literally forcing them to, in the beginning of their calls. I'm fine with people talking about that, but it's just, like... It wow. just shows that Democrats don't are like, bad at winning. That's so yeah. bad at politics. It it's just bad like, politics. Like, yeah, I mean, when you fucking phone bank and canvas, of course, like, you avoid any topic. Yeah, you should I bring mean, it up the most controversial that, po- topics there are. You let things naturally move. I mean, you're literally just trying to trick people in a way. I hate to say it like that, but you're trying to befriend them. Yeah. You're trying to make them feel warm. Any amount of, of warmth towards you, so possibly you might persuade them. Yeah, and when my friend's mom tried to do some pushback, because she's had a lot of experience doing this, and she says she knows, like, I know how to talk to these people. I'm from here, and I know that they won't respond to this. The, uh, the, the organizer was like, this, is, uh, this script came from way up top. Like, this is this is what we want to do, and it's like she was making it sound oh, like Biden top. wrote it himself, and, it's, <laughs> and then she and it would explain why oh it's so like, mumbling they and incoherent. Let Biden write it himself. That would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, that's how we win. Yeah, listen, Jack. Like, hey, listen, we, fat. We got 
That would, very, that would, that would be very applicable for northern Macomb County, I'll tell you. Listen, Fat. Going on Juneteenth, and they want to set off the fireworks, I say, cracker, let them, crack a pop, let them. You know, you know, I remember one 4th of July, 1959. I was around the world day to days just came out. And, oh. uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, I'm, I'm, are the are the fires going on in Detroit? Is this going? Because I don't definitely. Uh, yeah. Okay, of course. Because I but, live in fucking except not horrible last night suburbs. for some reason. Okay, but they've they've been uh, they've been going, popping off hardcore every single night, which is not really unusual for Detroit. In well, this, especially in approaching this, in the July Fourth in the summer, uh, it's just they are quite loud. I will say they are some of the loudest mortars I've ever heard in my life. Because also, yeah, I guess this is a legal fireworks state, right? It, correct, correct. Yes, sir. So, what am I? I'm saying right when on every July 4th on Woodward, like literally like <laughs> shipping containers shut up, set up like full of fireworks in like a tent. <laughs> were you going to inter- interrogate the, uh, some of the conspiracy theories that are going around about the fireworks? Well, no, actually, I mean, what is, what is that? It's like people think that the, that the, deep state or the cops or somebody is like funneling professional grade fireworks oh. into like the inner cities of all these all these cities around the country and like that, to like keep people from getting a good night's sleep so that they so that they're too tired to go out and protest or something i heard something that or like that i don't know like, blow their fingers off i don't know i heard that it was something like they were uh trying to do it to um, annoy uh, like the white oh, suburbanite types to weaken of, their support for the defund the police because they'd be like, well, who will stop the the fireworks? The cops, right? Will. There was yeah, that I read seems some more of that plausible too. to oh, me than the right. other one. Well, what's going on? I, it New- doesn't sound plausible to me at all. Neither of them sound plausible, but I think that one sounds more plausible than sure. trying to deprive people of their sleep so they won't protest. That, that's like just telling on yourself as being horribly out of touch and unaware of like things that normal people like to do, especially when there is been a quarantine and yeah and summer also, now i mean it is the thing that i think it sounds uh reasonable uh, especially considered the police were driving around at 3 a.m blaring their sirens all over new york the other night is that they're just not they're refusing to answer any calls about pi- fireworks as like a protest so that people do know they can just do them okay that's but it's just people just that know that they it's not like a conspiracy beyond that i or i wouldn't think like, Right, if that part is even true, you know. But people like to set off fireworks, man. As people who live in Detroit, we're familiar with that. I love that setting off the fucking fireworks. two weeks leading up to July Fourth are just you know you fireworks are every night. People start getting used to that, and the week after, yeah, <laughs> of course. There's like a whole buffer period. There's a whole zone around July Fourth. I'll say I, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand the appeal of fireworks, but I think that's tied in with I don't like to go in fast cars and I don't like to drink. I think those things are all tied in the same impulse. You don't like the cheap thrills. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just don't. I don't. It's like, oh, cool. I don't. It doesn't do anything for me. Fireworks so. used to make me like terrified of of war and the end of the world as a child because I was like horrified of nuclear war. Jesus, Christ. I would like lay in bed in every plane that was going over <laughs> the for like nerve. a two three year period of my life. Every plane that would like go overhead, I'd be like, it's gonna drop it. It's gonna drop the bomb. I didn't know anything <laughs> about like you know foreign policy or like geopolitical affairs or anything i was just like there's bad guys there's nuclear bombs i learned about these two things and that's his favorite movie was the day they're gonna aim a yeah the (laughs) ruskies are that are already not a 
thing by the time you're born. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It was going to be. Oh, yeah. on that no, it was going to be the terrorist. It was going to be because I mean this was also post nine eleven too. So as a child, you know. <laughs> okay, so, so like the uh, so, so Al Qaeda is going to Al Qaeda directed by Saddam Hussein will be sending. Mm-hmm. A nuclear weapon at yeah. Ohio, and Dayton, thank God, Ohio. Thank God, they got him. Thank God they got him. As if it needed it. Because I mean, Dayton. When I when I learned that Dayton, Ohio, also because I used to always be like, it's just Dayton, Ohio. No one even cares. No one even cares. Uh, then I learned that Wright Patterson Air Force Base is one of the largest U.S. Air Force bases where they also Bur- Burpleson Air Force Base. What? Burpleson. Bur- Bur- what? Did I burp? No. Oh. It's from Doctor Strange Love. Okay. Well, I don't know what this. Have you seen Doctor Strangelove? No. Wait. Oh, Doctor Strangelove. For a second, I thought you said, that you said Doctor Who. That when that registered in my brain as Doctor Who, and I was uh-huh. like, Why is Nick making a Doctor Who reference? Uh, not you know. No offense to the listeners that love seeing the old Targus Doctor Who, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I've seen Doctor Strangelove, but I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Anyway, keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was meant to be like a real quick riff. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, what, what, I was just talking about being afraid of nuclear bombs. And at one time, I actually, this is so sad that this is a vivid memory for me, that, like, uh, you know, ensconced in terror, preserved in my memory, the time that I was, like, leaning, laying on my a couch, like, with my head hanging backwards. So I was looking at the world, like, upside down, out the window. Okay. And I saw, for a Deep. second, I saw a tree that I was 100% sure was a mushroom cloud, and, like, my adrenaline, like, just straight injection into my heart and I was just riveted with terror and I remember it for the role remember it just the mo- the memory of seeing a tree for the rest of my life because of how afraid I was of <laughs> nuclear war you were an odd child yeah I was afraid of asteroids too you know basically <laughs> that's in- those are both legitimate fears to be honest yeah I wasn't that's the thing I wasn't afraid of a thing in my closet I was like <laughs> no there's real things <laughs> Uh, there's the super volcano underneath the earth. Well, that's a real concern as exactly. well. Exactly. Every single thing that is obliterating of the entire earth. Because I was also, as a Christian boy, I was like, well, if I die, I'm either going to heaven or going to be a go. I guess I never believed I was going to go to heaven, truth be told. Uh, but I did believe in being a ghost on one level. So I was like, if the whole world is destroyed, there's nowhere to be a ghost but in Planet space. Planet of ghosts. Where do I, uh, you know what? Where do Chris? Is there anything about ghosts, like I, in the Bible? Probably. I think that I think generally that Christians would say ghosts are demons because I don't think that there is room in Christian theology for there to be souls like that. Just don't either. That don't just don't go where they're gonna go. But I'd actually. I bet Christians themselves would believe that. I'm sure if you asked like the fucking bishop or pope, he'd be like, no, 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 yeah. But I'm sure that that, that any, many, because I actually, I say I'm sure because I literally am sure, because my family, they're very Catholic, Republican fucking family. They, um, they grew up in a haunted house, and they were absolutely sure that this house was haunted. I mean, like, my mom has memories of, like... Uh, this explains a lot. <laughs> there, there was all sorts of shit going on. Uh, like my uncle being shaken awake, like when he was late, like wake up. It was never bad things. That's the funny things. Like they were waking him up. Wake up, Mike, wake up because he was late for school or whatever. Benevolent ghosts. Yeah. They were like, we're just hanging out because the thing is a man that became disabled 
and killed himself because of it because he was a really athletic guy and he got put in a wheelchair okay and suddenly I, some accident and he murdered himself in the basement murdered himself that's a weird way of saying it whatever <laughs> we, I think we get it yeah in that's a ba- very Catholic uh, idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. He committed murder. He against committed himself. the su- sin of murdering himself. <laughs> yes, uh, and went and he has. Well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't get to go to heaven. He stayed in fucking the house, I guess, because he had would have had to go to hell. Yeah. And I guess that adds a whole new layer of of a whole new layer to the idea that they had a priest come and like bless the house and pa- like pass the whole soul on and according to them nothing else happened after that but that means they sent him to hell yeah that's a bummer they sent this poor man who was sad that he couldn't play did football they ever, they never hell. they never like thought about that part did they oh i don't think so they were just like we're sick of the garage door going up and like down good at random catholics times. so they would assume that he i mean i they would think he was going to hell. I don't, you know, I don't think that they're very thoughtful Catholics. I gotta say, in my family, I don't think a lot of them are. I don't think they're some of. There are funny like Catholic nerds among the Catholics that like are really like by the books and pay attention to all the rules. And they're like, I knew there's a like the, the weird homeschool theater group I was in. Oh man, that's <laughs> this episode is really blossoming. <laughs> Everyone just. Uh, well, yeah, I've like, always said that, digest the epi- that episodes are best when we're talking about. Our lives. <laughs> well, the the homeschool theater group I was in, it was run by this weird uh, woman and her husband, who mostly by the by the wife, who are like basically in their own Christian cult. So they weren't Catholic. There's a lot of Catholics in this group, but they were like they had decided their own uh, version of the Bible or their own truth. This guy had. He was like a true patriarch. He was like, I'm actually, you know, I'm making a cult out of my family. So they decided. Mm-hmm. Because of the strict rules of the Bible, how they say like you can't have debt and stuff, they like drew around this like just like beater old car and shit, and like uh, they they were really strict about it. He always had a machete on him, which I'm not sure where that's in the Bible. Uh, and also one time he there was a a girl there who was working as as an intern in a police forensics department because that's what she wanted to do, mm-hmm. and so she showed up in her police uh, uniform one day, and this guy. Uh, the the patriarch like ran up to her, grabbed her shoulders, and started shaking her and being like, "You're full of sin. You're wearing man's garb." And uh, yeah, whoa, and like was fucking. Well, you ba- know, my uncle was in a call like that. Oh, really? Yeah, where the women had to clip the men's toenails and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, my cousins grew up in that shit. It's really crazy how many cults there are. Yeah, there, there are so many cults. All, yeah, all shapes. You know and why sizes. they're not in the cult anymore? Well, the my one cousin left because she turned eighteen and was like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Um, apparently, she wasn't fully brainwashed. Um, but my aunt and uncle aren't in it either um, because the guy who was the leader of the cult ran off with all the money, and he did it. Yes. Perfect. Don't kill yourself. Don't make everyone all die. Just steal Just everybody's money. Fucking win. Because so many get so invested that they start drinking their own, you know, mm-hmm. uh, snake oil, you know, cool. Where they where they start actually creating a military compound to fight the U.S. government. And you're just not going to win. No. You've got to stop at that crucial stage when you got a huge vault full of people's money and you're not on an FBI most wanted. <laughs> I don't know. I admire, I mean, that's the smart play, but I admire the Koreshes. They're committed to the, they, they, they really believe it. I, f- I like both of your f- viewpoints on this. Yeah. 
I guess that's the two genders, you know. <laughs> there, excuse me, sir. There are at least three. <laughs> that's one of my uh, favorite. That's one. Of, that that's, is one of the that's, best. That's, that's one of the most. Just because you, it so it almost makes you like it, you really get to feel his thought processes in that moment, and I mean, he's just wondering. He's like, at least. I know it's more than two. I do want him to be president, just be, because I am. I'm bored of the Trump show. It's boring, uh, and uh, I'm ready for a new show. Yeah, let's do this. Is, show. This is completely divorced show. from good or bad for the country. This is just like I'm ready for a new show. It's nihilistic. Everything is entertainment until the world uh, eventually swallows me as well. Until the abyss eventually comes for me. Biden's official Twitter tweeted today that um, that he wouldn't be a pussy like Trump has been. About did did he use Dick that word? Maduro? No, no. Oh. About yeah, about dictators like Maduro. That is the shit that really makes me completely unable. I'm not going to obviously vote for fucking Trump, but it makes me genuinely just unable to clearly discern even what would be better for the fucking world because Trump is dumb enough that he doesn't care about the general consensus or what the hell the CIA is trying to do with Maduro. He's bored of this Guaido guy who also, to him, clearly is, is just like, gonna get is it a done. loser. He's like, this guy's a loser. Yeah. He's like, you know. Yeah, Maduro seems kind of, kind of. I don't know, he's kind of charismatic. Yeah, so he's like, I'm done with, can I not, like, stop, can we stop doing this whole weird charade where I have to talk to the loser and can I just start talking to the president of, of Venezuela now? And, uh, not that Biden even has strong opinion. He's just perfectly a mouthpiece. He will, he'll, he'll capitulate to any. It anything. is very concerning. And with how the, taking John Bolden on too. Oh my fucking God. Like that's, so we'll basically have the, like, the, the centrist fucking uh, embrace of John Bolton. Any, no matter how evil and depraved a fucking right wing psychopath you are, all you literally, all you have to do is say mean things about Trump. Yes. And people you have to will, say mean things about Trump after you're done working for him. Right. When you're selling a book. Yeah. Sure. Well, now, now when you criticize... Yeah, so well, brave. Wait, what? Is there a contradiction there? No, no. <laughs> well, it's extremely concerning to me. You have fucking a major architect of, of yeah. Iraq, uh, yeah. the Iraq and uh, Afghanistan wars. Like, And now when you criticize them, you'll be asked, uh, why do you love Trump? But I didn't know very many people in Washington. It wasn't my thing. I was from Manhattan, from New York. Now I know everybody. And I have great people in the administration... You make some mistakes, like, you know, an idiot like Bolton, all he wanted to do is drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to kill people. I don't know. Can we just be like, because you're a fucking idiot, read a book? Like, that is what, just no jokes, like, aside, or all jokes aside, like, <laughs> no jokes aside. No <laughs> jokes aside. <laughs> Let me say, they're all on the space table. for all jokes. Art jokes. All jokes. jokes. All jokes. <laughs> all jokes inside. What is genuinely concerning to me like or horrifying to me about the idea of a biden presidency is a basically a george bush administration or a george bush foreign policy that the liberals even cheer on that they i mean they always did that with like obama but we're talking literally like like you said the well, whoever of ends the up in War. there whoever ends up in there with him is gonna be is gonna they're you just gotta i guess hope that they're not like the fucking Rumsfelds and and Cheney's and shit. I mean, or like a you know, or like the whatever liberal uh, uh, counterpart to that. But like, I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be. He's gonna be. It's gonna be. The White House is just gonna be full of neoliberals doing horrible economic harm to the world. Well, it is concerning to me that uh, I've noticed like the like what seems to be a part of the platform of the Biden 
campaign and also Democrats in general. Like I saw Gary Peters running ads on China, like like being hawks on China. What is up with that? Yeah, what is up with oh, Democrats? Yeah, no, that's being, a big part of it. That's yeah. another thing because because they it's be, Trump's like, weak on China. I'll what? I'll take them to task. There's because their only concern is like owning Trump, and they think they think that's some like card up their sleeve where they're like, ha, watch this, we're gonna make Trump look weak. Like, the, like the, the, and it's just, they don't care about. And also, of course, they support that foreign policy, so it has the bonus. Well, the which China, is a really great way for them to sell their shit. Like, well, I don't know if they do, do. They support. I don't think they f- support being at odds. You with can't China. be at odds with China. Our economies are dependent on each other. You're right, China. I was gonna. That makes sense in, with Venezuela, but with China, yeah, that's just literally them well, just trying to own Trump and not even saying yeah. consequences be damned or actual policy that that means. Or it just seems a foolish fire to stoke because, like. Let's say you get people riled up about China. What you you're gonna have to do? What are you gonna do about it? You Nothing. Can't, it doesn't matter. People are fucking idiots. Well, they, and they, their memories are so fucking short. Yeah, and once they get Biden, in, do you it, just wave your, this hand over here and they'll be like, "Whoa, okay." The Biden sure. administration is also are any in. They're like whatever the Biden Biden campaign. They're banking on the fact too, probably that no one will give a shit about anything because. Trump got defeated. It'll just be right. oh, it's Biden now. The the administration were not even allowed no, to people criticize. People are going to be coughing COVID all over each other. If he wins in November, it's just there's going to be a huge fucking outbreak because yeah. there's going to be ticker tape parades <laughs> full of fucking idiot liberals just packing the streets. We can go back to brunch. And if you say anything about the fucking horrible job Biden will obviously do, everyone will be like, oh wow, would you rather go back to Trump? <sighs> we have to do this again. I mean, yeah. We're doing it again. Maybe I mean, it won't of course, be that good of a show. That's just that's the that's the American presidential political cycle, just ping pong back and forth, and yet they just get seemingly worse and worse every time. So it's pretty cool. Mm. Everything just moves to the right. Yeah. yeah Forever. Yeah. The, and the, the Democrats are like fully until the permafrost is all gone and we cook. Mm. Yeah. How to stay in the Arctic the other day? The Democrats too. They they said the permafrost melts. That's it. Hurry it up. That's all I have to say about I mean, it. It's it because it releases the permafrost. Also, has an accelerating thing because it releases a bunch Methane of car- shit, a bunch right? of carbon oh, in yeah. the air. Trapped carbon. Yeah, I mean it's it's full. Full. Bad. You hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about this uh, Christian theater group. Oh my god! Any hotties? Well, Any let me tell you. What kind of the- what kind of yeah. productions were you putting on? Well, uh, we were Shakespeare on in the Park, Music Man, uh, Singing in the Rain. Okay, I assume you were just doing uh, musicals of versions of uh, Veggie Tale songs. Episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, we were we were traditionalists. Real, I at one seven point, brides for seven brothers. They they would try to take these plays and that's a good one. They they would try to adapt them. You know, if there was ever that was when I was shown in high in junior high school. Yeah, as a as an example of a great musical, it's like our music teacher's favorite. A lot of musical. I'm like, they kidnapped these women. It's a pot. It's a it's a favorite amongst people of that generation. It's wild. Yeah. If there was ever a part in one of these musicals that that uh, transgressed against Christian values, sure. they would try to make they would make an effort. They would make a, a you know an adaptation to it to change it. And one of those was. During music, is this Music Man, I think? No, not Music Man. I forget which one. Oh, this was Hello Dolly at this point. One point when I was pretty much checked out, I was starting to get pretty online. Mm-hmm. I was starting to, you know, not want to be doing these things uh, so much anymore. And so I uh, just, just I would decided to be a small, I wanted to be just uh, one guy singing. 
uh, like basically the beautiful girl. There's one musical number where it's, uh, uh, what is it? It's called Beautiful Girls, and it's like a, a, a show, because in the context of the movie or the play, it's like about Hollywood. So they're filming a segment that's like two guys singing about beautiful girls. It's like, beautiful girls. And uh, there's a little little preview, a little nice. taste. Wow. Yeah. Subscribe to the uh, Patreon. I heard a little tremolo in your voice there. That <laughs> was you want to hear the nice. full rendition. There we go. And I was singing this because they were like, Guess well, what? I'm horny again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But they were like, uh, they were like, oh, but we don't want to like have just objectifying like beautiful girls. Like it's a whole showcase of just girls in like short skirts. So they decided to make it a showcase of how all women are beautiful. So while I was just singing about how like you're a gorgeous picture, uh, I'm like taking old ladies and like six year olds by the hand and like walking them up some steps. And then, and I'm just singing about how I like want to marry a five year old. <laughs> Basically, or a grandma, uh, or a grandma, which I, you know, less offensive uh, than the five-year-old, but still equally probably funny to the fucking people in the audience watching this unfold. There's like, what is going on? There's like <laughs> six-year-olds. There's like an old lady behind her. There's this guy in a sequined vest just singing like. Uh, Would there be like reviews in the paper in the local paper about this shit? <laughs> probably the very local, like the paper, like the fucking, the Royal Oak Tribune or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they they re- they love to go all out. Their their whole thing was like, we're not just like a fucking homeschool group. They when when it was singing in the rain, they were like, we're gonna make it really rain on stage, and spent so much fucking time doing like this harebrained contraption to to uh, like put a gutter above the stage and and drop water droplets down. And you know what? To their credit, they pulled it off. It was a blowout. Everyone loved it. Did you guys when it do- started raining, they people were like freaking out. They were like, "God damn!" Losing their minds. <laughs> like it's like, "Holy the shit!" Yeah. They made it rain. They started screaming. Actually, some people did start losing their minds and like running. Was it, was to it the like aisles, War of the Worlds? Heading for the exits. It was like the train coming at the screen. <laughs> it was horrible. Did you guys do? It's cabaret? raining inside. There, a bunch of Christians in the audience think it's some kind of plague. <laughs> it's some kind of witchcraft. <laughs> what ungodly magic is this? This is the first sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you guys ever do cabaret? No. Or Chicago? Certainly not. No, those are a little no, racy. Hey, my, my fucking high school did Chicago. Well, yeah, because, you know, your high school. this wasn't like religious. It was nuts. Ohio well, I know school. some of them were. But. <laughs> no, but it's, I just remember thinking it was very, like, very funny that our, we did Chicago as our as our spring musical sure but then like at the prom like you if you danced you had to wear these wristbands and if you danced suggestively mm-hmm. yeah you told bible me bible between wrist, yeah. bible between you please twerk? what yeah if you were twerking you had you had two wristbands if you, if you the first time you got noticed doing suggestive dances you got one taken away if you got this if you did it again you're kicked out i obviously did not get any wristbands taken away because i didn't even dance at my prom i just went to it you just went to it and just uh, ended up in the Yu-Gi-Oh room. No, I uh, I was there. That was my dance. I ate my dinner. <laughs> I, I I sat at a table with people who weren't even. It was like the it was like the outcast table at the prom. It was like it, it was a bunch of people who weren't friends with each other who somehow got put at the same table. Yeah, hell yeah. But I was trying to be fun guy at the prom at my table. So when we all our dinners came, I was like, all right, guys, let's let's say our prayers. And I didn't know that everyone at the table was like, 
<laughs> they put their heads down. So they all, we did our prayer. We're at the prom. And we're the, the only oh, table. Ra- fu- rabid atheist, Kevin. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, we're at the table, and we're all doing... We're the only table at prom. We've literally got our uh, heads bowed in prayer over my fucking eggplant parmesan. How was the food? It was good eggplant parmesan. Good it was food? at Penis. It's, uh, oh, all right. Yeah. But uh, uh, I remember also uh, at my prom, we, we were promised... A special guest the whole time. We were being told there was gonna be a special guest. Was it Kid Rock? That's what everyone assumed because I come from the the in the land of Kid Rock. We all assumed Kid Rock was gonna show up at the prom. Of course. And no, it was just some fucking DJ from ninety five five. Oh my god! (laughs) It's Craig Folly, everyone. So that was pretty disappointing. But I mean, okay. Yeah. I don't know any of their names. Just so Jay Towers. Kids don't know. Well, Craig Folly's like a talk radio guy. Yeah, I know, I know. Tom Lake just showed up to my prom. Just like <laughs> someone that kids don't know is it's the John Imus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You. At my because uh, I went to kids. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I went to normal middle school, and I like remember at a dance when I I went to it and walked into the room, and then one kid who actually was a kid that we, everyone hated. Like, they universally bullied this kid for some reason. But then this kid bullied me. Someone nobody bullied or nobody said anything to, really. You know, I was just the non-entity. So he could take out his bullying on me. And I walk in the room, and he just sees, Dustin, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be playing Yu-Gi-Oh! or something? You were probably and that killed me. Yu-Gi-Oh! That murdered me. I did. <laughs> I'm still he in that room right. dead. No, I, uh, I, would, I, I actually... I want to correct what I said earlier. It was not a Yu-Gi-Oh room. It was a chess room. I was not playing Yu-Gi-Oh at the dance. I was playing chess. Very cool. That's, Much cooler. It's just smart. Of course, guy a game here. of battle, a game of tactics, Yu-Gi-Oh is tougher. War. Than ch- Yu-Gi-Oh is smarter than chess. Yeah, I you- don't. I don't remember. I wish I remember what I actually said. But on my bus, you know, in in like freshman year of high school. Because I, I stopped taking the bus my sophomore year. But in my freshman year, I was on taking the bus to school. And there was a kid on my bus named Drew who was, like, real fucking oaf. Everyone hated him. He was always mouthing off to people and making fun of, you know, whoever. Uh, and um, one day it was my turn to be made, to be, to make to, for him to pick on. Um, and I don't even remember what he was talking about, what he was saying to me. All I know is I had – I was – I must have been struck by the spirit because I just fucking owned this guy and the whole bus burst into applause. It's one of those stories, but ne- for real? And yeah, For real. And then he never picked on me again. Uh, and, uh, and then I remember seeing him a couple years ago working at an auto zone and he was like, hey, Kevin. <laughs> like, like he had totally forgotten that he was a fucking asshole bully. And he was just like, hey, how's it going, man? Oh, wow. He helped me install my car battery. <laughs> Hey. He know he knows. I bet he knows. He probably, I had some. Yeah. I've had encounters with people who fucked with me, at that where you could tell they were like, like, like they didn't make a point of it, but they were like nice to me, like yeah. specifically. You don't remember what you said to him? I really, I really wish I knew what the what what the content of the thing was. All I know was I. You owned people, him. People actually clapped. It was pretty great. You owned him. That rules. But that that that's the. I had my bus was a very dramatic bus because there's a, a, a I, I, I'm sure I've told you this before. There was a girl on my bus. She was older. She could tell that I was like you know quiet kid I guess, um, and she got a kick out of like flirting with me very aggressively, uh, like hmm. in in way, in ways that made me legitimately uncomfortable. I will say that's cruel. 
Uh, I find that cruel. Well, no. and then one time, I, then I finally, like, I, I had to talk to the bus driver. I was like, you need to tell her to stop doing this. Uh, and, like... He's like, what, are you gay? Yeah, well, she got, yeah, she got in trouble. Like, uh, Oh, good. Actually, yeah. did. Oh, but you ratted her out. I did. Snitch. Yeah, well, I was a snitch, but she, uh, yeah, she was making me uncomfortable. Uh, I will say this, Damn. though. Did I you mean, say she was older than you or not? She, I mean, mean, she was, like, older than me in high school. doesn't mean that much. She was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. year or two older yeah, than me. Yeah, but I mean, it's fucking... They do seem way older. Well, this might have been actually. I might have been in middle school because the middle school and high school shared the same bus, so I was probably in middle school at this point. Because uh, if I was in high school and some hot girl was flirting, because she was, I will say, attractive. Um, she Even was if a, you were like, I think she you might Albanian. be doing this as a joke. I'm going to lean into it and see what can happen. Well, yeah, I mean, I was extremely like when I was. Uh, I remember when we did uh, uh, like sex ed day in fifth grade because there was a day when we watched a video. That was like introducing everyone about sex. I was like, "Mom, I don't want to go to school today." And I didn't. <gasps> I didn't either. <laughs> I did the same fucking thing. I didn't. I. I. So I, I, I cannot, really it's hated, mortifying. I hated to think about sex. And the next day, I showed up, and they were like, "Dude, Mr. Karras drew a penis on the blackboard." It's like maybe I should have. Maybe I should have shown up. Damn. Yeah, I did miss. I did miss out on a uh, on, on on a kid. Uh, asking what what does it mean when a girl's nipples get hard? Does it mean she's horny? I remember that was the talk of the school afterwards. That Tommy said, "Ask ask the teacher if it, if oh. it, nipples get hard. Does that mean she's horny?" And everyone. So. Oh man, don't ask a question, man. No. Don't ask a question at, at these events. Wish I could go back. <laughs> My sex ed was like in fifth or sixth grade. I want to say Maybe no, this, this was just one of many. This was just the This was like a video we watched in fifth grade, and then there was. Again, in middle school and again mm. in high school. Mm. Yeah, I just remember them before they said anything. They were like, if you snicker, you're, you're in deep shit. Like, if you make so much as a peep while we're doing this, you're, yeah. you're, you're in... You're in <laughs> fucking drag you out by your ankles. Deep fucking water. Which is like, I'm sorry, I'm 10. You know? Like, if there's one you thing... You said the word penis, I'm going to snicker. Isn't, it's funny. I'm 10. I'm 10. What do you want from us? <laughs> you got 30 10-year-olds in here. No, that's classic sociopathic behavior. What the fuck behavior. is wrong you, with you? Uh, snicker at your fucking... Plus, my parents like, gave me the talk like talking about a date grade. or something. My parents gave me the talk super early. Oh, you actually got a talk. Oh, I, I got the talk. Got they the had talk. a book and the whole deal. Oh, I did not get a talk. I got the talk when I was like six. Yeah, I got the talk from the internet. I want to go to the bathroom. The extent of my talk was one time my mom saying, in, out of the blue, just being like, Hey, Kevin, make sure you always think with the right head. Ugh. And I was like, okay. Yikes. Mom, don't talk about my dickhead. Don't talk about the head of my dick. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, it was just like one of those days where clearly she was resentful of having married my father, where oh. she was just like, Kevin, make sure you always think with the right head. Because she was thinking with the wrong head? Yeah, probably. she married your dad? I mean, yeah. It's always pissed me off. Both my parents are hotter than I am. What? Both of my parents were better looking than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite of how that's supposed to go. Right? right? <laughs> Damn. What are you going to do? 